0: We're talking with Dr. Craig
1: Detweiler who is an author, filmmaker, cultural commentator. He's also a professor of communication and director of the Center for Entertainment, Media, and Culture at Pepperdine University in the lovely, lovely town of Malibu, California. On a campus that overlooks, it's got to be one of the most stunning views of any campus pretty much in the world. I mean you you drive down and there is the Pacific Ocean right in front of you. A great,
2: great place to uh, to teach.
1: And, it's tough to have a hard day ah it's tough it's to have tough, a hard day the worst
2: day you walk outside you see the ocean it wasn't it, I, exactly it's still a good day when it's
1: a bad day so there you right. go talking that's to craig detweiler about culture faith media and the church in your book uh i gods one reviewer said you, there's basically two extremes uh do we succumb to the avalanche of media or do we reject it outright and what would you say to that craig
2: well, I, I want to live with both feet firmly planted in the, the time that I've been, uh, you know, uh, raised. You know, I, I want to engage with the, the tools, the issues, um, the possibilities of, of the day. Um, so uh, I, I want to be fully cognizant of how things work. Um, and I also want to, I guess, maybe step outside of it long enough to have a sense of, of how things might be working me. Um, you know, I, I think about, uh, Facebook with the, the like button, it's interesting how everything you post on there, you kind of have to put into maybe positive terms so that somebody might like it. So even though it might say, you know, please pray for my, uh, you know, grandma who's in the hospital if the only option is like, it becomes very problematic, you know? So it's sort of shifting how we ask for for prayer or, or how we behave, having to always sort of put things into a, a, a positive, likable um, spin. And, and we don't think about that, you know, the, the ways in which the code itself might be coding us to think or behave in certain ways. So I want us to be fully engaged with the tools of our time, aware of what they're doing and aware of what's possible, but of also very, very um, uh, I guess, aware of what it might be subconsciously doing to us and through us.
1: When I go overseas, uh, most of my media seminars I'm teaching practical film, television, video uh, production principles, how to do short films, documentaries, and very rarely are there pastors in the workshops that I do. And I wish there were more,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: they will. They ninety percent of the time they'll send their staff uh, or or their teenage son or daughter to to arrive. So the average age is about ages fifteen to twenty-five, fifteen to thirty in my workshops. And I wish there was more leadership. If you were going to speak to leadership, whether it's United States or far away, what would you tell them, Craig, that they could or should know about media that can help them both in ministry and in the gospel?
2: Well, I appreciate the, I guess, the complexity of, of the job and the callings that, that they're fulfilling. It's very tough to care for congregations to respond to emergencies as they arise. So I understand why they might say, "You know what? I don't have time for that. You know, I've got to, I've got to focus on, on um, you know the the tasks at hand." Um, But but media can be a great multiplier of uh, of ministry of um, impact. And so messages that you may be crafting for a Sunday, you can actually disseminate throughout the week. In other formats and other ways, you can be, uh, as you might be doing research for a sermon and you come across a great quote, well, why not tweet that quote out or put it out on Facebook for a group uh, of your your church members so that they can be pondering the same things that you're pondering. You can sort of take them on that discipleship journey uh, with you in um, in quick, simple and electronic ways. so whether you have a maybe a young younger person in the in the church who's a little more media savvy, you can still be interacting with them about these texts about these truths that you hope to disseminate and um, and you have a chance to really really reach uh, far beyond the actual walls of your church into uh, you know this kind of electronic kingdom that uh, that does does not know any borders whatsoever.
1: We're talking to media thought leader, filmmaker, and award-winning screenwriter, Craig Detweiler on the podcast. Great conversation. We'll be back in 32 seconds after the break.
0: This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International. A nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. We're back having a
1: wonderful conversation with Craig Detweiler, media thought leader, who has a lot to say about our digital world. Let's talk for a minute about convergence. I use that term sometimes when I speak, and people just have this look, puzzled look of what are you talking about. But as a professor as well, I teach students where the majority of them do not watch television on a television. They watch it on their laptops or on a tablet.
2: Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we used to be tied into particular times and particular places. Um, and now, yeah, absolutely. My kids, they'll walk around the house with a tablet, uh you know watching uh, Netflix uh, you know so the the idea that that TV used to sort of schedule us and tell us what was on and when has been completely flipped around and so now everything is not necessarily about um, about broadcasters pushing technology but about about the uh, the audiences pulling technology towards them pulling programming and content towards them. And that's a big shift. Uh, you know, the churches are still stuck in kind of a 11 a.m. Sunday time, which is not unlike, say, the the nightly news or a, um, a weekly television broadcast. But people are now used to time shifting their life uh, it, when it comes to entertainment. And I wonder to what degree we're suffering in churches f- from not being able to adjust to that shift and trying to say, you need to come to us on our schedule, when in fact, in the rest of our life, we sort of decide when it's convenient um you know for us to to engage with uh, the kind of content and and information we seek so if the church sees itself as a an information dispensing uh unit which i don't think it should but to the degree our sermons are about like disseminating information or or getting out a message we may be falling into this trap between old media which sets the time and schedule and new media which allows the um uh, the audience to be in charge.
1: You bring up Netflix and that that immediately made me think, Craig, uh, of a company that could have easily gone out of business if it had stuck with simply where they began, which was DVDs, which were quickly going away as a uh, a source of screening and presentation. And Netflix was smart enough to do two things that were very, very bold. One is they started doing Uh, screening on on demand. You could just order it up and you can watch it. And the other thing that was even bolder, I think, in some respects, is they began creating their own programming rather than depending on everyone else, bringing them programming. Talk about that for a minute.
2: Well, yes, the the shifts in the media landscape have just been been massive. And and so you had You know, very well established, uh, things like the newspaper business or the radio business in every market. You know, you know, you might have had two major newspapers, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. You might have had a certain amount of radio stations. And while there's plenty of, uh, bandwidth, uh, and, and people still listening, uh, you know, things crop up like, like Sirius or like Pandora or like Spotify, which have challenged that. Uh, monopoly. And so Netflix, I think understood that the old version of cable, uh, sort of telling you these are the channels and this is the price. You know, in, in the new media landscape, the the internet allows everybody to kind of go over the top. You don't need, you don't need a a cable connection or you don't need an, an antenna. Um, you don't need a subscription even to maybe, uh, get your content. And so how do you distinguish yourself in a very, very crowded, um, crowded marketplace. And so you do need original content that people can't get any anywhere else. Um, and you need to make it, you know, readily accessible. It, it can't have technical glitches. It needs to be something that is, that, that works, you know, every time. And that is also tailored to people's tastes. Um, so all of these things, unfortunately for a pastor, what you're, what you're seeing is that, that everyone is catering to people's, uh, taste, and so everyone is used to being a consumer who is served um, by these media outlets. And so the church, which is calling people to serve, is now being put in the position of, of having to serve their constituency in a way that maybe they aren't used to, that shifts the uh, power dynamic um, a little bit. And I think we're struggling to, to catch up and adjust to this uh, new media model.
1: We've had a great conversation in this episode with Craig Detweiler about our digital world. We will be back in our next episode to continue this wonderful, wonderful talk. Hope to hear from you
0: then. Bye-bye.